welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Corey Allen, alongside my wife, Pam, yep. um, where once again, we're behind the mics trying to speak to what's going on with people's lives. And man, there's a lot uh, in our world, in the, in the nation's world, uh, just in the world, <laughs> there's a lot going on. Yeah. Life is not simple always. No. Uh, and it comes in waves and the fall seems to be one of those seasons as we're creeping up on it. Those of us in the South, I know when I say the word fall, they're like, what are you talking it's about? It's so hot. Yeah, it was 85 degrees here at 6 a.m. this morning in Texas. <laughs> so it's like, it's already still hot and yeah. going to be for a little bit longer. Uh, this is that time of year where it seems like it's the perpetual tease. Tease of what? <laughs> cold, cool weather's hanging out there way away. Way away. Uh, and so hopefully it comes around. But we're so glad that you take some time out each and every week, however you choose to listen. We thank yeah. you for listening. And you want, we want to know what's going on with your world, uh, what questions we can answer. That's where we're heading today uh, is a couple of questions and some emails that have come in. And so we just want to know. Let us know, 214-702-9565 or feedback at passionatelymarried.net. And... We'll get on them. We love we love answering questions, um, helping be specific to what's going on in the nation. Uh, you can also jump on the platform my dot s no my dot passionately married dot net. Still, after Flashback. all these years, you know, and we've got months of this change since it's happened, but it's still it's buried in there after eleven yeah. years. <laughs> uh, but there's a great free community, and then there's deeper. Uh, deeper level memberships in the, within the Academy that you yeah. can find. And there's some great conversations. There's one actually I'm going to highlight that a guy asked a question of how do I bring up something without my spouse feeling like they're not enough or being upset about what I bring up? Cause that in essence is marriage. <laughs> if you think yeah, about it. Yeah. That it, we can't control their reaction. Right. Yep. Yeah, And the beauty of the nation is that is a place you can ask that question. And there are people answering, um, here's how it's played out in me. Have you thought about this? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm involved, we're involved there, but there is a nation of people that are involved that are in the same boat because don't kid ourselves. This happens in our life too. I come through, how do I bring this up? Mm-hmm. Knowing Pam's reaction, how do I do it? You know, mm-hmm. or <laughs> so, assuming my reaction well, I got, right. I got 30 years with you too. I think I'm fairly accurate, but I don't want to just make it get derailed like it can. And the same thing you would do with me, if there's ways to at least come up with facing the tension better, because we can't navigate around it. Mm-hmm. If we're going to actually address some things, that's where we'll be heading today in some yeah. of the questions, by the way. But it is one of those, how do we do this? How do we do it well? How do we do it yeah. solidly? Mm-hmm. How do we recover? And so that's where we want, that's where we're heading. That's a good setup for the, the regular version today. And then the extended content, which is deeper, longer, and there's no ads, you can subscribe at passionatelymarried.net forward slash academy. Uh, the last few days are left of joining for the monthly level yep. for free for a month. Mm-hmm. If you use our word summer 23 as your coupon code when you check out, but we're going to take a somewhat different kind of a look at the idea of trust. Okay. So way back in the archives, I've got a show that's called trust equals lust, which is a phrase from Dr. Glover. Mm -hmm. And then we also have talked many times over the years of how do you rebuild trust? How do you establish trust? The importance of trust. And so today we're going to look at 
What if we're looking at trust wrong? What if we need to look at it from a different point of view? Okay. So all that's coming up today. So let's just jump right in. Here's the first email that came in. It's from a husband that says, I'll try to make this brief. I'm a recovering sex addict. I was exposed to, exposed to porn at a young age and became an occasional, it became an occasional drug of choice to fill times of loneliness. Fast forward to my marriage of eight years where I made a big mistake of having an affair five years ago. I have no excuse for this and it was wrong. I do believe we have had an average marriage emotionally and sexually, but we're not really connected well. And like a lot of couples, didn't know how to navigate marriage, closeness, communication, sexuality, and connection. I've been to, I've been to over four years of counseling for my sexual issues, and I'm also in a good support group with accountability. The problem is that I realized six to eight months ago that even though I was in recovery, my wife and I were not growing closer. I've been sexually pure, but we haven't had... But we as a couple haven't had sex in over five years. I carry a lot of shame and feelings of unworthiness, so I don't bring it up. My wife has struggled with weight and self-image issues, which she has made great strides in, So she doesn't, but she doesn't bring it up either. Our current counselor is excellent in working on our connection and closeness, which will perhaps and hopefully lead to sexual intimacy again. We have discussed this slightly and expect more conversations about it in the future. So what do you recommend to couples like us to bring back lost sexual connection? Any resources or people to talk to? We're over 50, so insights for mature couples is also helpful. Thanks for everything. I'm glad to be thought of as mature couples because we're over 50. So <laughs> right. we're mature. Hey. Yes. But I get it because this is one of those things that it's interesting because just the framework of that, mm-hmm. that we've been in this a long time. I mean, they've, all, they've had an eight-year-long marriage, but they've been in life a long time. So you have a better glimpse of what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Meaning what I hear him saying is quick fix and just say what you want doesn't do it. It's not enough. Yeah. There's that reality there. Right. For sure. And so the first thing that comes to my mind with this, and I want you to jump in is, yeah. is you know, pick holes in this or add your flair to it. Okay. Just so that way it's a great, I'm not missing something because I could be, I could be in theory today. So we'll see. Pressure's on it. you here, babe. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so when he says this whole idea of, I realized my wife and I were not glo- growing closer. What does that even mean? That's my first question. Okay. And closer, I guess. Yeah, because it could mean all kinds of things. Closer, clearly not intimately or sexually, right? Because he's saying there's nothing going on there. But are they just not getting to know each other more, right? Because... Okay. The, I- knowing the, the depths of each other, how do I even know, does she even know what he's actually been working on this last, with four years of counseling, does she have any idea okay, that's of fair. how it is he's growing or maturing through okay. that? Okay, and I, I'll add one caveat to that, because growing closer, I think what he's meaning specifically is sexually, because there's nothing tangibly happening in that area. But I will say they are growing closer in the sense of they see each other differently. They just don't necessarily like, or more importantly, know what to do with what they're seeing. Because he's pointing out, I have shame and unworthiness when it comes to my sex life and my sexuality based on largely, as I'm assuming, what what happened with an affair. Yeah. It brings up, it elicits a lot of, 
look at what can happen from this. Mm-hmm. Look at what I'm capable of. Look mm-hmm. at what the links I've gone. Right? I get that completely. Okay. She has struggles with self-image and shame. And so neither one of them bring up the subject, which to me says, I am close. I know what you're struggling with in some regards with this. You probably know what I'm struggling up. And so let's just come up with an agreement. We don't bring it up. It's close, and, but we don't want to deal with it. That's what that's what's really being said. Um, don't want to deal with it, or is it that I don't bring it up because I don't want to see you hurting? It's hard for me to be around, or or um, feel like I can't sufficiently be there for you because I don't know how to handle it either. Uh, yeah. I, okay. I get it. But I think this is that element of they're each trying to, it, it, with that framework is the one we always bring into this typically as people. How do I help solve this for you? Rather than. I don't know that I'm even talking about trying to solve it. I'm going it off just, of your phrase you just said of how do I be there for you? I think that's one of these things that we throw out as platitudes. I'm just going to use that word. Because it's like, well, how do I make this easier for you to face this? How do I help your self-image? How do you help my shame? Rather than that is my journey and your journey. Okay. How do I live within the context of that dynamic better? Of what's being exposed, what's being demanded of me, what I'm coming up against in my own life. Because if he's dealing with shame and um, guilt or unworthiness, I'm going to be willing to bet that was there before any affair could have happened. I, because I would agree. Because when you with talk that. about us receiving love from another human being, there are a lot of people on the planet, I could count myself in this category, that I can sometimes struggle with am I worthy of what I'm receiving? Hmm. Right, Because one, maybe it wasn't modeled, I didn't experience, because this is what's mm-hmm. ex- being exposed of our upbringings. Of, I, you know, you Whether could, you know it or not. Absolutely, yeah. because you could get this element of a dynamic that plays out in your marriage of what your partner is offering up or the way they want to communicate what they believe in love goes right into what you couldn't do when you were a kid. Hmm. You know, that where you express the feeling... And it got immediately gets shot down or dismissed. Yeah. Or if we're talking people mature, you know, over fifties, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be something from a prior relationship as well. Abs- right. Well, all, so all if this life. isn't necessarily yes. just as a kid, this is right. What have I faced over the last 50 years? Right. And now it's coming to fruition. I'm dealing with it. Right. Four years of counseling. I'm dealing with it. Maybe I'm dealing with it internally. I'm not necessarily dealing it with the person I'm supposed to be doing life with. Right. And so what, what needs to happen in my mind with this, when, you, when they're asking what resources it is, mm-hmm. it's one resource. It's actions. What am I doing that's a tangible action towards what, I say, what it is I say I want? Because they are, they are in the classic gridlock stalemate. You know what your struggle is. I know what my struggle is. Let's just not bring it up. It's kind of just a gentleman's agreement, if you will. <laughs> if you will. Okay. 
Okay. So action, what does the action look like then? Right. Is that just bringing it up? Well, it's, it's a willingness to come to grips with two sides of this coin. One is the idea of what do I really want? Mm-hmm. Right. Because basically if, if I continue my life of, I'm not going to bring it up. I'm basically communicating. I'm okay with it not happening. Right. Right. I mean, I said this the other day to a guy that, uh, he was, he's really wrestling to try to speak up more. His wife gets frustrated that he doesn't speak up. And so the way I framed his, the question to him is, so you would rather her be upset because you don't speak up than her possibly be upset when you do speak up. So which upset do you want? She's upset either way. Right. In okay. some ways, in the, way the, in the way the map's being relayed to me. And okay. I don't think she's just a constant, I'm always in an upset stage. <laughs> but that's the dilemmas we get in. Okay. Because if we look at it, look, let's look at it this way. So when it comes to their marriage, and this is a question for them, but mm-hmm. I will, let's kind of play it out. Even if you are not bringing it up regarding the subject of our sex life and having sex or not, what do you think might actually, you might actually be saying to each other, though, in regards to this? Because we're always saying something. Well, I think from the wife's standpoint, it might be, maybe it says, I don't want to have sex with you if I'm not bringing it up, if I'm not fighting to have mm-hmm. that side of the relationship with you. Mm-hmm. It could be, I don't trust you yet because I'm still hurt and could reeling be, I don't because trust who knows you. whatever it is she brings into this marriage already because right? there could have been a betrayal from yep. a prior relationship too. And when you get a pattern, that's a different thing than it happening for the first time in your life. Absolutely. But it's just this idea of how do you each recognize, how do I lean towards the things that are in line with who I want to be and what I want to have in my life, what I want to experience. Because in the world in which we live, is it possible to go a day with the influence of social media, commercials, TV, movies, and not have sexual innuendos and things on the subject of sex not come up? Right, you watch a show Very difficult. together, and there's a thing that comes up about sex, and it's blatant. It it couldn't not not even a sex scene, but it's a clear double entendre, okay, if you will. And you're sitting next to each other. What goes on in your head when that ha- comes up? Because the subject was just offered in your world; it just was interjected into your life. Most what most often happens with couples like this is. You could be thinking, boy, I sure hope he didn't hear that. Right? Or there's a could look, of, there's the side eye look of, did they just shift? Did they, because we are always communicating something. Okay. So to me, it comes down to how do you communicate better what you're already communicating? And then ask yourself the bigger question of, am I okay with that? How do I communicate better what I'm already communicating? Is that the question or is it, how do I change what it is I'm already communicating? That's the question that they have to answer after they get a better picture of what they're actually communicating. Right. (laughs) 
That's such a confusing conversation. Well, that's right why there. I needed you to help with the <laughs> stay out of the theory because we're using the same word. For we it. are, but here's the thing: if, if if I come in from the end of the day, okay, let's let's go the other way. Yeah, because I, I work from home. So when you come home at the end of the day, I try to make a habit of getting up and meeting you at the door, or at some point as you're walking in the door. Yeah, that's something I've been trying to do for a while. Yeah. Well, let's say all of a sudden there's a pivot and I stop doing that. You think that would be noticed by you? Yeah, probably. Yeah. It may, maybe not right off because everybody's allowed a few one-offs and, okay, there's other things going on. He's in yeah, the backyard. He's dealing with something. Okay. But if it became this whole, okay, eventually that's going to land with you and likely stir up a couple of questions. So the question becomes for you in this scenario, do you vocalize those questions or do you just go about life and just kind of, well, okay, maybe there's a little discontent or upset or frustration because it's not happening. And I'm kind of using a real subtle, simple example. Yeah. But this is the level of which we are always communicating. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of in a dilemma then of, do you bring it up to me or not? Because if I stop doing it, it either slipped my mind or I chose to stop doing it. It's one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what the, it's the, the wording I'm thinking of, of how to get it across clearer. There's something I'm communicating and do I change how I, right now what I'm communicating via this email is I'm too scared to talk about it. Yes. That's that's what I'm hearing. That's perfect. Yep. We're I'm we're both just too scared to talk about it. I'm scared it. to bring it up. Let's go if with I, that phraseology. So to go back to your um your innocent solution, which is action. Get out of your scared world. Do it afraid. Do it afraid. <laughs> right. Bring it up. Right. And that's the change in action. That's the change in and how you bring it up matters because let's use our example of the greeting you at the end of each day. Yeah. So you can come in to this with a, hey, what happened? Why yeah. aren't you meeting me at the door anymore? Which is an accusatory attack. Yeah. It's a reactionary thing. You could also bring it up as, hey, everything okay? That's the subtle, softer, because that might elicit a, well, what do you mean? Yeah. yeah, it's fine. My thought was to say, you know, I really love it the days that you come and greet me at the door. Right. And I've noticed that changed some. Yeah. So what's going on? That's a, yeah. that's another. Share what I like. So we have, a, that, and that's probably one of the better ways to go, babe, is that kind of a concept mm-hmm. of I'm leading with my experience of, the, of this co-created event. Mm-hmm. But I also have to recognize that, and this is why a lot of times we don't do this, because it flies directly into what's already being communicated, which is, I'm not bringing it up. I don't want to talk about it. I'll avoid it. Yeah. And so we then back off eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's where this becomes such a dilemma, because you have to see it as what's being asked of me here. What do I really want and how do I share that? Because if he's saying ultimately the crux of his email was, I feel like we don't have a depth of connection. 
And it's likely because it's not easy to get a depth of connection. And what's actually out there between you, you don't really like. You could, though. Uh, yeah, right? that's that, facing what is better. That's yeah, the, idea. the connection comes from facing those hard things, from doing those hard things, because then you've walked that path together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's where the connection's going to come from. Right. So face it. Right. So because the resources that are available really are just about what's being exposed in you here. Are you okay with what you are actually communicating? What their map of you is? How accurate is it as you see it? Mm-hmm. And how do you change that map if you're wanting something different? That's the courage it takes to step into something in a dynamic differently. Yeah. And you realize it'll be disruptive and uncomfortable, but you're willing to do it anyway. Yeah. So the next email that came in, shifting subjects quite a bit, uh, yeah. says, Hey, Corey, our oldest son is turning 11. And my wife and I would like you and Pam's tips on any advice for talking to him about masturbation, wet dreams, and pornography. At this age, before or just after the onset of puberty, how do we have these conversations? What's saying too much or too little? Are there any warning signs or red flags we should look out for? Uh, and how we should you suggest we should, what would, if we're taking an unhealthy approach? So how did we do this? How did you and Pam handle this? Our parents virtually were silent and we'd like to be Mm -hmm. proactive, but haven't really seen much out there to model a healthy approach and dialogue with our boys entering puberty. Yeah, this is fantastic. Yes, it is. Good. Address it head on. This is wonderful. We had, um, I think the first thing was in the books. um, Yes, we had two books that we used that are developmental in a sense. Yeah. So one stage and another stage. Early on, and this one doesn't talk about masturbation. It was the, where did I come from? That's when they're younger. Right. By Peter Maley, M-A-Y-L-E. You can find them on Amazon. Um, It's a great book to help go through the whole process of birth to adolescence or the onset of puberty. You're right. And the second in the series is what's happening to me now. Mm-hmm. And that's for adolescents going through puberty. It's got um, kind of the, you know, the hand-drawn medical looking pictures of here's the change in a, in a body over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has a specific section on masturbation. And that was an easy way to kind of open up the conversation yep. with both of the kids on what it is. Um, because it wasn't us coming up with our own words. Um, it was being able to us and the kid have the eyes on the book. Yep. You know, it wasn't direct eye contact to make the kid feel awkward, anything like that. And just reading through that and asking if they had any questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and one did have questions. The other one really didn't until later. Mm-hmm. But what the, what that did and, and chime in here, Corey, um, if I'm skipping something, but that reading that together early on then opened up opportunity for questions later. Right. Right. It was dialogue. These were regular conversations, not just a conversation. Yeah. And well, and they, one of them asked to, Hey, can we go back to that book again? Mm -hmm. And that was an easy way for them to bring it back because it was going to a 
book. It's it not wasn't... asking a specific question that I really want to ask, but I'm not quite sure how to ask. It's yeah. a way to use the topic and move into it that way. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily, hey, here's what I saw at school or here's right. what my friend showed me. It was, can we go back to that book? And that that was a great yeah, and, in for us. And both of these books are worth noting. Uh, they are value neutral in the sense of uh, they're not yeah. Christian. They're more they're health based, and so it's it's beneficial if you want to use these resources. Go through them first yourself and make sure you're okay with it, uh, yeah. because it's medically accurate. Yeah. In the sense of this is where science was and is, and this is that what's going on, and so it it just takes that. Here's what's happening to the human body. It doesn't get into why it was created, how it was created. You know, the we morality. do that ourselves. You add that you add the value and the moral structure to it that you right. want that your life is living according to. But yeah, that's that's the easiest entry. Is yeah. is utilizing that um, those those resources the others. Uh, particularly this is what I've tried to do with Will and continue to try to do with Will because he's Will 16. Is, Will is our son. Yeah, he's, the, yeah. he's the 16-year-old and Sydney's an 18-year-old. Um, and so it's it's recognizing that it's a walking alongside because this is what they're asking is how do we look for warning signs? Right. How are we doing things wrong? Um, to me, the wrong on doing this subject is not doing it not talking about it, not bringing it up, not trying, but, but the other wrong is just, Hey, these are subjects you're going to be facing. If you got any questions, please let me know. I'm happy to answer them because that doesn't land with most kids. Yeah. There are some that are absolutely, they're curious. It's coming up against the moral structure that they have in their life of, I don't want to deal with this. And so they'll, they might ask the questions, but for the most part, you have to position yourself in their life. And then pay attention and bring up the subjects at times. And that's where we try to rely on the teachable moments. Yeah. And the teachable moments are we're watching movies, mm-hmm. right? And something comes up. I mean, there's times where we've just paused the movie and said, And today's hey. teachable moments are um, reels that our kids <laughs> are shared from their peers. Yeah. You know, Which Instagram, we don't always see. We don't always see them, but we'll see them laughing or we'll see them say, you know, we'll, we'll be aware enough because we we like in our household, we've always liked if you're on any kind of technology, we want you out in the open. Yeah. Uh, we don't let them in the rooms for the most part. Um, at least we try to. Now that they're older, it's even. I harder. mean, the 18 year old. <laughs> right. There's but, freedoms. But it's recognizing there are a plethora of teachable moments throughout the day. Because the other one also is invite their friends over for meals and what conversations take place because we will bring it up with the friends too because they know us. We the, don't bring up masturbation no, with but the friends. We, we will use teachable moments with the friends of like, what do, you th- what do you suppose is really being communicated here? And it's not the, I'm trying to make sure you make a point about a wet dream or a masturbation or pornography or let me give you a, the, the evils or the dangers therein. Yeah, It's just a, what is what's being talked about here? Because what you're what you're demonstrating is I'm willing to talk about this subject. Because the right. biggest hurdle we often have when talking about anything with our sexuality, particularly with our kids, is our own discomfort with talking about it. Yeah. And so we've got to learn how do we get comfortable bringing it up 
without making light of it, without its shock value, without it, you know, because all of those things communicate. I'm not uncomfortable. I'm not okay with this. I I think you bring up a really big point right there without making light of it or acting like you are an 11 year old, you know, um, giggling about it or being uncomfortable, something like that. Cause the kids read through that. They want someone that's confident and knowledgeable or someone that's comfortable enough to realize, you know what? I don't have an answer to that, but let's go find it. Right. A safe place to go find it. Because that even happens just as a Mm -hmm. case, case in point. I mean, I'm a trained therapist with a ton of content Mm -hmm. on the concept of our sex life and our sexuality. And I've had times where subjects have come up from our kids as far as this topic and they would ask point blank, what do you think about that dad? Or what is that? And I would, there are times where I was like, I don't know. This is new to me too. Let's go find the answer though. Yeah. So it happens because there's so many things out there in the world that are trying to deal with this subject in good and not so good ways. Right. And so this is the, let's end it with this because again, this is a dialogue. It's not just a conversation. And so it's how do you impart, hey, this is some of what comes up in life. Uh, if it's in my case, like with Will, I would do, these are some of the things I've had to wrestle with too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done this with pornography with him of, hey, I've been down this road, buddy. I'm, I'm, let's walk alongside each other with this. When right. you get exposed to stuff, if there's something that comes up, if I notice something, I'm going to ask the question, you know, those, those, those elements of just paying attention and then having the courage to ask the question and walk alongside them. Well, and what do you say when they're talking about looking for signs, um, checking technology and those type of things, right? And also looking for different patterns of isolation than normal. Yeah. Because most of these things, they, they bring about and elicit feelings that we typically feel shame, guilt, yeah. uncertainty about. And so a lot of times we will, will hole up. Mm-hmm. And so if all of a sudden your kid is disappearing more, that that can be a sign of just, and it's just a simple, hey, what's up? Everything okay? Yeah. Well, and I think too, if you find something on technology because you're reviewing, don't overreact. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if you blow up and um, just talk about, Anyway, if you blow up, people understand what blow up means. That's that may drive just even more that communicates secretive. Something, right? That communicates something. Yeah, they're, they're not potentially going to feel safe coming to you. Maybe they're not comfortable with what they've done. Maybe they're right. maybe they just stumbled across something. Um, be curious, right? You know, to be a Ted Lasso and <laughs> be curious and realize. We all were curious when we were young too. Right. And and we had just maybe for, just we, for clarification, this came out from one of the getaways years ago. One of the first ones actually with a Q&A. Yeah. Where another couple pointed it out, which was great. Because when our kids were younger, we had a lot more restrictions on phones and technology usage yeah. and timing. Yeah. As they have gotten older, 16, 17, 18, we have lessened those for sure. quite a bit because we want them ex- to have to learn the self-discipline while they're still around us, not once they leave, like our daughter does this week, mm-hmm. to head off two states away to college. Yeah. <laughs> Where all of a sudden now, 
She's got no restrictions when it comes to how she wants to interact and relate to technology. Other than what the school may implement it's when up it to comes her. to class time or what, but she's got to figure out that that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that's a great point to recognize developmentally. Where are they? Because I didn't go off the deep end when I left for college, but that was the first time I had a whole different freedom than I ever than I had in some areas of my life. That it was like, whoa. I'm not quite sure how to handle this thing yet. And it takes a little while to get your feet under you. Yeah. And so having that relationship when you're younger to start it and some restrictions and then recognizing the developmental process as it goes is something that's good to recognize all the way through. (laughs) Yeah. Well, as we wrap up today, I want to, this is a quick little note to those of you that uh, just maybe caught just the regular content today and you're not a member of the academy where you get the extended content and you're going to want to jump on to the extended content today which is passionatelymarried.net forward slash academy because Pam and I had a conversation that what I wish we had the video going <laughs> because I'm going to make a little exposing comment here babe um, one of the times in our life when we've had conversations as a family uh, when our son gets nervous he rubs his thighs yeah yeah right? Well, like, Pam was rubbing her thighs during parts of the show today. Was I really? Con- yes, you were. <laughs> because what was being talked about was a little exposing. That's hilarious. And it was a little uncomfortable. I and didn't I'm even realize. You as, oh, I'm not sure how this is going to go. You know. <laughs> I didn't even realize I did that. But to her credit, she she was in it the whole way through. <laughs> right? She stayed in it. We had this dialogue about trust. And what what happens with when it goes on in our life? So it's kind of a great look at wow, this is a little uncomfortable for us. And you could probably pick up in my voice and tone too of I'm not quite sure how to get out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> She's rubbing her thighs. Oh no! Is <laughs> something being signaled that uh oh? But that's what we try to be about here at Passionately Married is real life going on on the air even, and sometimes on the videos at times with the different shows that we do. And so come join us uh, for those that took some time out to spend it with us today. Thank you so much. And if uh, you want to help us out, j- um, go to the deals and discount codes on any, any of the episodes pages. That's where you can find the people that help sponsor our show. So please support those who support us. Mm-hmm. And however you've taken some time out to listen, thanks. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>